It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Clock song. It is. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who is living their life like it's golden. It is Tuesday, January 30th. You are listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth be told with DT and Telly. And when I tell y'all this is the best morning show on planet Earth, I tell you no lies because we are bringing to you only the best. Speaking of the best, for all of my theater connoisseurs, performing arts connoisseurs, experts, fans, including myself. I love a good musical. I love a good musical. I love a good play. It, it just brings out, there's something about it that brings out the best in me. And what I love about Milwaukee is that you don't have to go to Chicago to get firsthand access to great live performing arts. And we're about to give y'all some information regarding a thrilling Theatrical ride that you have never been on before, but you can be on that ride right now, right here in the city of Milwaukee. We have live in the studio, first stage artistic director, Jeff Frank. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. What a, what an introduction, I tell you. I just like walk into this energy vibe, which feels a lot like the show, actually, Ooh. Lightning Thief, right? That it, you know, it's a play that, a musical that starts with a bang, um, and just just rolls. As we've gone through rehearsals, we're amazed. It just goes from one thing to another. Where you know our hero Percy Jackson is, a, you know, in one moment encountering a, a Minotaur or a Medusa, a Chimera, the Cyclops. Right? There's all these mythical monsters and adventure that you just launch right into. So, that, so I, I feel no... like that right now with y'all. Y'all, <laughs> like, right? boom, we're just right in it. And it's eight o'clock in the morning, Jeff. So exactly. please give me some some kudos, <laughs> Telly. He's not a, he, like we both. You're getting the best. Trust me. <laughs> Now I love how you you kicked off, and so just for, so y'all know this, the Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, which we're going to get into in terms of who Percy Jackson yeah. is, is going to premiere on February the third, which is this Saturday uh-huh. at the Marcus Center Todd Weir Theater, and that's just literally right across from our studio, right across the street, and it is adapted from the popular book The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. Yeah. I said that right? You did. Go on public schools. Y'all been sleeping on public schools. We ain't that bad. With book by Joe Trax. I think so. Okay, we'll go with that, Jeff. (laughs) And music and lyrics by Rob Rakiki. And the production will be directed by first stage artistic director who we have in the studio, Jeff Franks. Now, critics have called this a thoroughly endearing, and I love this because we sometimes we get tired of making decisions on who's going to watch the kids. This is a family-friendly musical 100 percent. bring all the kids now when all the kids come give me a heads up because i don't do kids i'm just saying i love the kids but i don't like to do them on the weekend so just give me the day when they do that but yeah let's talk about that let's jump in why should we go see the lightning thief 
Well, with the, I think there are a huge number of fans of the book, right? That started, that was 2005. Um, the movie came out 2010, right? And some people have mixed feelings about the movie, right? And then the musical came out in 2014 originally. Why do people uh, have mixed feelings? Uh, yeah, well, you'd have to ask them specifically. I mean, people have sometimes a sense of like, I read the book, it needs to be exactly ah, like the book, right? Yeah. I think the musical uh, does an amazing job of in 70 minutes encapsulating the book. And music helps you get there, right? Music can take you on this journey so uh, i think that's the useful thing and the music is incredible really super catchy um and and really this sort of rock and roll drive through it all right i love it and and that's what i like about the production we've looked at it as sort of this diy rock and roll greek uh ancient greece mashup with uh you know inner city sort of vibes right so the set itself is like uh remnants of ancient greece with the uh pieces of scaffolding and other things that we climb in and out and about and move all around and um i love to create work like in the movie theater or in our theater versus a movie theater uh, i don't have cgi right I have to what create, is that? you know, computer generated images. Computer right? generated images. We Let me can, write that down. Yeah, we can Learn. do that. <laughs> right? The movie can create um, a chimera in a different sort of way. They can create this digital monster. We've got to figure out how through puppetry or how through our actors' manipulation of their voices or bodies, they, they create something interesting. So we do a lot of, um, there's been some wonderful puppets created by Nikki Kulas and our prop shop. Um, amazing costumes. Um so the visuals are, are dope. Oh, incredibly like, so. Like Beyonce Renaissance Tour dope? Uh, I don't know about all that, yes, but yes. yes. Oh, yes. 100%. Yes. Even better. Right? Our, Look, our costume designer. Once you designer. get the tickets, is, it, like, like Dave Chappelle said, I already got paid. <laughs> uh, well, our costume designer, Yvonne Moreno, has come up with some incredible things. Like even the, the Medusa costume. And, and you all know the story of Medusa. Right, mm-hmm. she has these you know snakes on her head, and you you look at her and you turn to stone. Mm-hmm. Right, so, I have that effect on people, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Medusa meets her demise in the play, and and just how we state that in and of itself is worth the price of admission. Um, choreography by Amy Majeski has been incredible. Uh, Tim Reber's our music director has done amazing work with these young people and our adults. And I think that's the beautiful thing about first stage too is you have these adult professional actors working alongside amazing, super talented teenagers in this production that really give it a wonderful life and excitement. Um, and for fans who've just um, discovered the Percy Jackson through the new series on Disney Plus. Right. So there's this vibe and a way for families to come in together, have a shared experience and then talk about like what were the similarities? What are the differences? Um, what what excited them about things? I, I love watching generations come into our theater and engage in conversation about what they see. Yes, we're being joined live in studio by First Stage Artistic Director Jeff Frank and Jeff uh, Denise talked about it. Uh, when she introed you, you don't have to go to Chicago to see something like this. How cool is it to bring something that has been on Broadway to Milwaukee? Oh, it's it's such a gift, right? And and the um, the way that the community comes out to support the arts and theater uh, first stage and all the other arts organizations, it, it is sometimes we take for granted, you know the. Oh, it's just Milwaukee, right? What are we? We got a few things here, but like the art scene is amazing, and and First Stage specifically as a theater for family audiences is really one of the top companies in the nation doing work for family uh, audiences. Y'all on Wikipedia? That's why I know there y'all go, big. Right? I'm looking at y'all's Wikipedia page. I was like googling First Stage Wikipedia. I was like, okay. Hey, I'm not on Wikipedia yet, so I know y'all a big deal. I'm trying. 
Now, Don't worry about that. They lie on you. They lie on you? Yeah. Are you on Wikipedia? I, I, yeah. Tell me. There you go, being modest. All right. So I have a question in all seriousness. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like an observation, but also a question. Sure. So we're talking about stereotypes that directly impact the black community. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, let me just say this to you. If it had not been for theater and performing arts, and I'm trying not to get emotional, yeah. I would not be where I am today. Yeah. And there's a lot of you know misconceptions that our community in particular, although we play such a prominent role in pop culture, performing arts, mm-hmm. we tend to not have the the access and exposure that we deserve, especially during our formative years, because that's where I really got the whole gist of stage presence and being able to speak comfortably in front of an audience. And it hurts my heart when I see, you know, it's like when you talk to young black kids and these stereotypes that, you know, in order for you to be successful or in order for you to be cool or popular, you got to be a rapper or singer in terms of like pop. And I, I love the fact that first stage is providing at a very early age and targeting a specific audience being young people, the opportunity to understand that you can advance as a creative child. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of creative kids like I was, we talk a lot and we're very outspoken. We get put in this box because we're black. Yeah. You with me, Jeff? Yeah. And so to be able to live in a community where y'all first stage are coming to us, which is equity and reminding us or introducing to us that theater is a very, very critical component to a creative child success. Do not shut them up. Do not put them in a corner. Do not put them on Ritalin. Take them to the first stage theater. I am telling you as a product of, of a parent who did not, when teachers were saying she was disruptive, cut her off, put her in special ed. Theater saved my life. It really did. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that as parents of creative kids are listening, take the kids to see this play. Please take them to all the first stage productions, because the earlier that you expose them to this type of artistry, you're going to see them excel. Yeah. And Jeff, just to, just to add on to that and, and just asking the question, how do you identify someone that does have those type of skills that you can say, hey, they may end up being this or they may end up being that, even though it's it's looked upon as being disruptive now. Oh, yeah. A, a couple of things. Um, one, you know, First Stage has always prided itself in the fact that when young people see other young people on stage, their connection to that material is is more profound. Right. Mm. That's why we do what we do. And when you say that at the heart, you, you it's also incumbent upon us as an organization that our shows really reflect our community, right? And all its wonderful, complex diversity that's there, right? So having opportunities for young people to come and be a part of our academy from age, you know, four on up through high school. Age four? Yeah. That's incredible. Right. Take four, go now. Yeah, that's that's right? dope. And so it's that combination of having a training program, which is really focusing on teaching life skills through stage skills. And just mm-hmm. like you, what theater can do for you as a human in terms of helping you develop. I was the other end of the spectrum. I was a super shy kid who theater helped draw me out. Right. And that's a beautiful thing is that whether you are have all the energy in the world and you need to learn to channel that energy mm-hmm. and focus it. Right. Um, but and, and the, that, that same thing that every child has a gift. 
Mm. And if they don't have a chance to explore that gift, and if that is your gift, this world of theater, this world of creative thinking, uh, problem solving, you got to go. And here's the thing. I've got to share this, too. But if you're just tuning in, we have first stage artistic director Jeff Frank live here in the studio, which I so appreciate because, again, this is a true demonstration of equity. You know, it's oftentimes we we as a community, we know we have the talent. We know that we have the gift, but it's the feeling of belonging. Like, you know, sometimes it's it's hard to go into a room and when you don't see anybody that looks like you and you immediately think, you know, do I belong here? I'll give you an example. I told you I did theater, right? As a young kid. Yeah. Guess what the first play that I I uh, got a role in, not making this up. Just guess. It's very, very promise. The Wiz. Nope. Nope. The Odd Couple. Neil uh. Simon. That was my first role. And just so that for those that aren't familiar, uh, <laughs> The Odd Couple is about two divorced men who live together. Extremely opposite. That'd be like me and Telly living together. <laughs> we would be the odd couple. And um, I was I was a young black girl playing, you know, in this predominantly white, if not all white uh-huh. performance. And my audition song was my favorite things from The Sound of Music. I'm saying that to say this. I knew it that in the 80s and, and 90s, you know, it, it just part of conditioning. I was going to be the only one. First stage, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And I love how you come to us because we tired of always having to go to y'all. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So I love how the first stage is, is coming to us. They, they have a partnership. They're giving access and exposure and they're not doing it in a way where it's like the white savior. Yeah. yeah. You, see, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is what is going to help young black kids in this community know that being creative it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, and then sure. going back to tell you, your your other question too, we do a lot of work in the in classrooms around Milwaukee through our theater and education programs. And it, it opens up, um, uh, again, opportunities for different types of learners or different voices to be heard, right? So when we're in there giving young people a chance not to respond in, on a written test, but like say we're going in and exploring um, colonial America, Right. We get the students up on their feet acting and applying knowledge, and, and it gives teachers an opportunity to see their young people in different ways, mm. right? So this person that might not have tested well actually got up in this moment and demonstrated that they understood the concepts of what was happening at that time mm. in a way that this other student might have been able to answer the multiple choice tests and get it right, but not really fully comprehend. So I love that, that it gives opportunities for young people to shine. And that's also a lot of times how we might find people, right? Mm. Um, and discover that, oh, hey, this might be a window for you. Yes. Right? What I saw today, your, how you thought creatively in that moment or how you really listened and, and interacted, right? Let's step in this. Come take this class, right? And, and we have um, our family partnership program makes sure that we can offer any sort of financial assistance to anybody who needs it for any of our programming. Can you say that slower, please? Because you know right now <laughs> right? a loaf of bread is a million dollars. Can you say it again, Jeff? We have never turned anyone away because of financial need for our theater academy, right? There are also programs um, for our tickets, right? Um, so we have our pay what you choose, which is always the second Friday of our run where you can you pay literally what you choose. Right. You can come and, and we just want people to come see the show and experience because I feel like once you come to see a show, you're going to come back. 
right? And hopefully you're going to bring other people with you because that's what it's about. It's about growing community, finding community, creating community through our productions, through our programming and having opportunities uh, like, you know, coming here on the truth and, and being able to share that message is a, a real privilege. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, Jeff, we want to thank you for joining us this morning. My First stage so artistic director, Jeff Frank. And I was just looking at first stage and the motto is transforming lives through theater and it sounds like that's exactly what you all are doing and we appreciate you coming by again the lightning thief the percy jackson musical runs february 3rd through march 10th at the marcus centers excuse me marcus centers todd weir theater that's located of course 929 North Water Street in downtown Milwaukee. Again, Jeff, thank you so much for taking Man, the time. You thank to you. Stay my day. Yes, Aww. yes, thank yes. Thank you so much. Yes, and make sure you go out and support Truth Nation. Again, that is The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical that's running February 3rd, this Saturday through March 10th, 2024. If your child talks too much, Take them this Saturday to this play and watch how you and your children's lives are going to change. I'm telling you right now. Yes, yes, yes. So we appreciate Jeff. On the other side of the break, we will get back into our conversation of the stereotypes. We were talking about this parent who said that, I don't even know if she's a parent, but she has these. She's something, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. These, these uh, uh, well, her opinion is single parents produce some of the worst kids. We'll get back into that conversation. We need to give her some tickets to or, go see the play. She, she needs, really, She yeah. needs some entertainment in her life. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and here's the thing. Stay tuned, because when you come back, I'm going to give away four tickets. But you got to stay tuned to The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical that our brother from another mother, artistic director Jeff Frank, just shared with us at first stage. So you don't want to you don't want to change the channel. No, no. Because I'm giving away tickets. Yes, yes. That our brother from another mother, Jeff, just dropped off. And I'm going to tell you right now, either you're going to give them, either you're going to take them or I'm going to take them <laughs> and use them for my own They're going to be used. Yeah, they're going to be used some kind of way. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, the best morning show on planet Earth. We'll be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the brother that started it. Stay focused. Give away them tickets. You're right. My bad. <laughs> Truth Nation. As you heard before, we had a great interview, an incredible interview with artistic director from First Stage, Jeff Frank, promoting the upcoming musical, The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. Truth Nation, now is your chance to win four tickets to see The Lightning Thief. The Percy Jackson musical, see the play that brings the popular book series to life right in front of your eyes. You can watch the magic unfold live by being caller number seven at 833-212-1017 right now. Be caller number seven. And that again is 833-212-1017 to win a free four pack to see the lightning thief, the Percy Jackson musical here 
in downtown Milwaukee at the Market Center's Todd Weir Theater. Get your tickets to see the Lightning Thief. Ooh, look at the look at the True Talker text line blowing up. Boy, we give away stuff. Y'all sure know how to dial that number then. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. So if you don't happen to win the tickets, you can get your tickets to see the Lightning Thief. And again, this is a family-friendly musical. If your kids are being called disruptive and talk too much at class, take them to this musical. This is where it starts. The creativity. Visit firststage.org. That is firststage.org to get your tickets to see The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. And we're just waiting on caller number seven. If you want to take me, let me know, too. (laughs) I think it's going to be a good play. I do, too. Yeah. I'm all for just exposing our black kids to theater at an early age anyway. Yeah. You think we need to play that clip again? To remind. I do. So, y'all, you know we're doing a special segment this week focusing on stereotypes. Of and what your new least favorite person just said. <sighs> it just, I mean, it amazes me now where you give people a platform and they use words like facts, statistics show, and she did not list one credible source to validate her opinion, not facts, but her opinion that single black parents produce the worst children. And she used the word products. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not even going, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on her ignorance, but I do want to remind us as a community that there are organizations, including Telly's Fraternity Omega Sci Fi, that are partnering with districts within states like Florida as part of our U.S. House of Representatives, the Center of Disease Control, and National health program. So let me give y'all some facts. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention released a national health statistics report based on data that they collected back in 2013. One of the outcomes of this study was that 70% of black fathers who live with their children were most likely to have bathed, dressed, changed, or helped their child with the toilet every day compared with their white Hispanic counterparts. White fathers, 60%. Hispanic fathers, 45%. Black fathers, 70%. That have either bathed, dressed, changed, or helped their child with the toilet every day. They are also, those black fathers were also most likely to have eaten a meal with their child. This is the this is what the data show. And again, this is the U.S. Center for Disease, Disease Control and Prevention's 2013 National Health Statistic Report. It also indicates that black fathers often step into the roles of step parent to maintain consistent involvement when living outside of their home. This involvement is important for many reasons, one of which that shows that children with involved fathers are at lower risk for developing disruptive behavior and mental health difficulties. So even when the biological father isn't present, black fathers show up as a step parent. This is unlike the lady who we heard earlier. These are facts. Mm -hmm. So we're going to play the audio again of this woman who I'm about to, by the powers vested in me, revoke her (laughs) crown who claims with no credible data, no credible source of information that single black parents are the worst, or excuse me, produce the worst children. Here we go. 
crisis, a pandemic with this single mother and shit. But it is a proven fact that single mother households produce the worst product. Facts. That's it's 100% a fact. fact. Yeah. If you take two parent households, single father household, single mother household, statistically based on facts, yep. the household with the woman heading it by herself produces the worst product. And for our people, for black people, for African-American people, those single mother households are the reason why prisons are filled with a good majority of our You're 100%. people. Okay, stop, 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 And young people, just because someone yells out facts or this, that, the other, doesn't make it facts. Let's, let's, let's be clear on that, number one. Number two, uh, hearing that again, it actually triggered something in me because I'm like, my mom raised five of us by herself, four boys, one girl. None of us have been to jail, and, we, and uh, four to five have college degrees. So I'm I'm assuming we weren't a part of her studies when she was saying these things, number one. And uh, Kim hit us up on the True Talk to Text line, DT. Kim says, good morning, Denise and Telly. I know many single-parent households that have raised exceptional children that are successful in their lives and careers. I know some bad parents, single and married, that have raised less than desirable behaving children. Maybe she should address the underlying issue of poverty, lack of good health, and mental source mental services, lack of conflict resolution, poor school conditions, revoke her crown and tell her she may get it back when she comes with some uplifting words and solutions. Let me also add, and thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I 101.7% agree with you. So thank you for sharing that. Let me let me give y'all another fact. The sentencing project conducted an executive summary report, and you can visit their website, sentencingproject.org, that specifically focused on the rates of incarceration for white, black, and Latinx Americans in each state, identifying three contributors to racial and ethnic disparities. And not one of these factors had anything to do with saying the reason why there's so many black folks incarcerated is because (laughs) they were raised by a single mom. Yeah. Let No, not one. You want to know what those were? It basically had everything to do with the criminal legal system in this country. It had everything to do with observing observing the staggering disparities among black people that's resulting in the imprisonment, the false imprisonment of black folks in this country. People sentenced to state prison reveal that black Americans are in prison at a rate that is roughly five times the rate of white Americans. Going to prison is where the life alteration comes into play because a lot of times when these brothers come out due to systemic racism on top of what was already, you could be a black man and got a suit, drive a Mercedes Benz, but we all know you still, uh, So for this queen, I, I can't even use that word no more because I was I, I promised myself, Telly, I wasn't going to talk about <laughs> black women unless it was in a positive manner. But she's disqualified. <laughs> Ain't no truth telling hits on earth that could save her car being revoked <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, because for you to say that with such conviction and, and authorization and have no facts like the ones that I'm sharing. No, boo boo. Hey. Black people end up in jail five times 
the rate of white Americans has, has something to do with the fact that they were raised by a single black mama? Nah. Not at all. Nah. Not at all. And for you as a black woman to sit across the table with another black man or another black person, a black man, and and, and say that, and then he talk about facts 100%. Yeah. No, say my opinion, my feelings. Right. But Truth Nation. From the th- people I know or, that, <laughs> yeah, not. That, that was the worst. Yeah, that's not a that's not a universal fact. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me that if I'm a black woman and I have a black son, because I'm a black woman, I'm single, he's probably going to go to jail. That's what you're telling me. Because my son is 20. Pretty much. My son is, tw- you know, look, you know, he's bad. Let me think. Dominique, 29. Okay. My son will be 26 <laughs> next month. Has never been to jail. And is is has has no desire to become a parent until never a clock. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want kids. <laughs> never a clock is when he told me he's going to give me a grandbaby. And so But that doesn't fit the stereotype. President, he's supposed to be 25 with three kids. He must be and, dead or in jail. Yeah. Yeah. President Obama was raised by a single mama. Yeah, there's a long list. Telly Hughes was raised by a single black mama. I sure was. And for this lady to say what she said, boy, I tell you, that's why you should never give up all of us. My everybody don't deserve a microphone or a podcast. I, I, and that was the beginning of social media and the <sighs> downfall because everyone has the ability to go live, and that is a dangerous thing. And now we're we're at a point. Podcasts are like buttholes. Everybody has one. Man. Everybody has one. Black Americans are incarcerated in state prisons at nearly five times the rate of white Americans. And yet you want to make a statement to say that that's because they were all raised by single black moms. And guess what? Guess what state leads the nation in black imprisonment rates? One of every 36 black Wisconsinites is in prison. Wisconsin. So you're telling me that the reason why out of one out of every 36 black Wisconsinites, they're in prison because of a black single mama. That's what that's what this lady's trying to say. And here's the thing. There are people that are going to believe that because she was like facts. He's like 100 percent. Yeah. Gave no credible information. So like truth I said, be told, just because someone says facts don't mean it's a, it's a fact. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. What I, I really was disgusted by this uh, podcast there was no solution. There was no expertise on what could eliminate or reduce this falsehood that she's spreading. We have to understand that slavery was abolished in 1865, but it just trans- transformed into mass incarceration. The enslavement of black people is now what is known as Mass incarceration. There are laws where they target young black men. I won't even say black men. I'll say young black kids. There are efforts in place that target starting in the school system where they intentionally make it extremely uncomfortable for black students to thrive. And they put them in what we call the early criminal system, juvenile detention. Then that transitions into the adult criminal system. Yeah. And it gives prosecutors that literally wake up in the morning trying to figure out how can we fill 
all of our jails, all of our prisons with more black people. And his criminal history starts when he was 14, when he stole a candy bar. And then after that, you know, it just, it it progressed into cars and then it progressed into this. And and as a 14 year old, if you didn't steal a candy bar, you thought about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, doesn't make you a bad person for life. <laughs> you got I'm, this is truth be told. So I'm just going to tell the truth, y'all. In in this state, which happens to be the home of this, the the most what do you call it the the largest party school, the largest consumption of alcohol on campus school that be UW Madison. All that that's a fact. You can Google t- number one party school every year. Never fails. UW Madison is always at least number it, it, at least number three. Yeah, they're in the top five every they, year. Every year, in at yeah. least in the top five. When you look at the prosecutions or convictions of those driving while intoxicated, compared to <laughs> brothers who get. 15, 20, 35 years for having 2.5 ounces of marijuana, which, by the way, is one of the reasons why they don't want to legalize it. Yeah. Because then we would have to lose we'll so to many black men. Of, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So for this black woman, hey. you've got legislators all across the country that are working to adopt policies that will hold legislators that will hold judges that will hold prosecutors more accountable in terms of how they issue sentencing. All I'm saying, y'all, everybody that screaming facts that's perpetuating these, these stereotypes that impact how we show up, do not believe the hype. It ain't all facts. Because when you go to the, the CDC, their health statistic report, because they conduct, you know, I'm, assu- I'm assuming they conduct this report every 10 years since the last one was 2013. So maybe they're going to come out with a new one mm-hmm. that shows <laughs> that right. black fathers are more present than their white and Latin X counterparts in terms of parenting. But that's not the stereotype we get. Y'all, let me take a break because I'm, I'm just getting tired of, like you said, all these people who come on stages and be like, I'm an expert. Yeah. That, now that's fake news. <laughs> We'll be back. Don't touch that dial. Truth be told with DT and Telly. We'll be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation 101.7. The truth is the proud home of Milwaukee Public School City Conference basketball. Tonight, we have a battle between the two top teams in the City Conference Blue Division. The Gold of My Ear Owls host the Milwaukee Juno 
Pioneers. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Again, that's the Golda Meir Owls versus the Milwaukee Juno Pioneers for the City Conference Game of the Week on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 101.7 thetruth.com. Sponsored by Milwaukee Public Schools and presented by Gruber Law Offices. And the Black-Owned Business Give Back is back. We have, again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed. Together, the home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2024. And it's time for this incredible marketing opportunity. Visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank member, FDIC. If you're just tuning in, good morning. Hope you're having a great start to the new week. We most certainly are. And this week on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, we are focusing on stereotypes and the impact that it has, especially on our black community. Uh, we played earlier an audio clip of a woman who <laughs> just basically declared that single black parents produce the worst children, which has often been a stereotype in our community where, you know, black dads aren't present and, you know, oh, is your dad in jail and et cetera. So this lady gave no factual information, but kept underscoring her perspective with facts, facts, and gave no credible source of information. So I did, being the professional that I am, on the Truth Talk and Text Line, Derek, which is 833-212-1017, Derek says she's speaking for what she experienced and the quantity of men in jail raised by black women is staggering. It's not solely based on that, but she say, she's saying a missing piece is what that little boy is surrounded by. Derek, again, if she would have led with that, I'm speaking from my experience. Yes. I'm speaking from what I've seen. That's not what she said, Derek. She spoke as if she was giving fact-based data on credible sources of information, such as the way I did. See, here's yeah. the thing. Your truth is your truth. Right. Your opinion and your based on your perspectives or based on your experience, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you say something with such authority yeah. and conviction and you're presenting yourself as an expert, as it relates to mass incarceration and the other things, she gave no credible information. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I went back and countered with facts. Yeah. We, we know, but here's the thing. The mass incarceration problem in this country, the, the, the main fact, based on the facts that I just shared, has nothing to do with whether or not the, the parent was single or not. It has everything to do with legislation in this country. I'm going to tell you this, Derek, and now this is not a fact. This is from experience. And I was sharing this with Telly and Ben on the break. I grew up in Evansville, Indiana. The population of black people when I was living there was about 6%. So needless to say, I didn't see a lot of black folks growing up. I had a lot of white friends. I, I had a number of sleepovers where I would go to my white friend's house and spend the night. And the dad was not there. Mm-hmm. Where's your dad? Oh, he's out of town on business. He's out of town on business. He's out of town on business. Yeah. I went to a number of my black cousins house, mom and dad, both there. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Derek and this lady, <laughs> my upbringing, I saw more black dads in the households than I, than I saw white of my white friends. I, my dad's on a business trip. Mm-hmm. My dad's on a business trip. 
Yeah. There are things that are more important for black dads, I believe, than a lot of white dads. Uh, there are a lot of white dads that are CEOs and own businesses and things like that. And it takes uh, them out of the household quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're making the money, but, but you're not present. But you're not present That's the at same all. Thing. Exactly. You're not. And so uh, to have someone who is present and does make different things that are going on in their kids' lives and know what's going on in their kids' lives, that has a much more a detrimental impact and much more value because it, it like I was gone a lot when I was working for both the Bucks and the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I was, it was just the job. But if I'm thinking that that didn't disrupt my relationship with not only my wife, but my kids, I'm sadly mistaken because there was a lot of things that she had to do on her own. Mm-hmm. And there are times where she said, I feel like a single parent, even though I was around, but I wasn't present. Yes, I was around. I'm providing, but I'm not present. And that's the key. You and see, that's now what... <laughs> I know that you spell love, T-I-M-E. Thank you. And now I am in a position where I can make a lot of things. I can go on the volleyball weekends. I can make the National Honor Society ceremony. I can do those things. And it's much more gratifying now than it was when I was making all this money and, and you know, being gone all the time. I Look, we got to take a break. We're going to continue having these conversations this week. All I'm asking y'all is as our valued listeners – be be aware and cognizant. That's the same thing. <laughs> be aware or cognizant that people who present themselves as experts, they're not always experts. Yes. So, Derek, again, if she would have led, this is what I've experienced, and yeah. I'm sharing you my perspective on my experience. That's different from what she said, Derek. Yeah. Don't, 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 in the words of Flavor Flav. Don't believe the hype. We'll be back. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. My truth of the matter, my truth of the matter, let me enunciate my words correctly, is that I want to shout out all of the black fathers, the black mothers, the grandmothers, everybody who is pouring into our babies. I want to give y'all a huge shout out. We don't get enough recognition. We don't get enough publicity. Thank you. There are way more good black parents in whatever capacity, whether it's step, grandmama, granddaddy, uncle, auntie, whatever capacity it is. I love you. I appreciate you. And there's way more of you than not. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't believe the hype. Yes. Before I get to my truth of the matter, I got to read this uh, text by a brother commit. He says this show on stereotype is one of the greatest steps towards our people overcoming our plight. Salute. 
We appreciate that. We appreciate your listenership. And again, if you never talk about it, then how can they ever be broken down? And stereotypes turns into conditioning and how people are conditioned to treat you. And perception becomes reality, meaning if that's the way they see you, that's the way they treat you, that's going to be your reality. And how do you change that if you never speak up? So I'm glad that you're enjoying this topic and we're going to continue to do it. And all I got to really read long. really quick, in all fairness, Derek text back on the Truth Talking text line said, I hear you, DT. I'm glad you and many of us are an exception. The exceptions don't speak for the majority, though, sadly. And that's why we're here on The Truth, giving you 11 consecutive hours of Black Talk Radio. And, Thank you, Derek. And that's right. And we're going to keep it going the rest of this week. So make sure you tune in and catch us every day from 7 to 9 for the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Up next is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Peace out. Peace out.